Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good evening and welcome along to the show. Where is do, everyone's comments? I don't do, know what's going do, on. The, do, this is this is really the producer. Tonight it's me uh, do, hosting a show about myself. Do, it's taken me ten years do. to do this. It's just me on my own talking about um, football and stuff that happened at do, the weekend. Football do, in the world, as you do, might call it. Um, but just in case you get do, bored, just in case you don't know what's going do, on, do, uh, I'll just throw in the lads. Do. It's it's old school. It's the forum. It's four of us. <laughs> you <laughs> still have the music on from the intro. Do I? Yeah. Yeah. This do yeah, but like do no, it stopped. Do is it stopped? Do. No, it stopped. What are you doing, do, do, do dudes? Do, for? Do, do. <laughs> how come? How come I can't see comments? What's going on, Andy? Tell me what's uh, going on. Nobody's comment because they don't care. They see everyone. Me and you around. They don't care. <laughs> torn it off and torn it back on again right lads listen we'll continue on and I'll figure this out as we go along don't worry about this um, it's just it's been so long since I was, I've been, been running the, the, the show uh, I've lost all the powers I've lost all the powers that be so let's rock and roll with this Andy good evening to you it's great to see you back it's been ages since me and you were on a show together like, uh, literally it feels, yeah it feels like so long it is so long but it's and great doesn't it now feel, do, doesn't it feel fitting that we get back together so long, when when what? the world has fallen yeah. apart. <laughs> it was great being so long. <laughs> uh, and what time is Trev coming on? Uh, uh Trev, I, I rang Trev. I didn't. Uh, but pretend we do like we do all the time. I rang him today. He said he'd be on about quarter to 11. So if anybody wants to hang Ring him again on, on yeah. a private number and it'd be a nice surprise from that he's live on air. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the best, <laughs> the best crack, the best crack is... 
he's going to read us a bedtime story to close out the pod. So uh, we can listen to it. it's, it's going to be in his next stories pod, the bedtime story edition. So I can't wait for it. Call it was right, number uh, there for it, will you? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> for hash twenty-one oh, hash in front of me. <laughs> let's see, oh eight. Right, <laughs> <laughs> well, Shane. Shane, actually, yeah. Magnar, it's great. To, uh, Which great one is his number? Because uh, of two numbers. <laughs> um, whichever one, right? He answers. That's his number. I have two numbers as well, right? So I won't, I won't give away too much. But I'd be going with the 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 the, the one that ends in. The, the number that's involved in the sentence, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, where are we? Where are we? Where are, this is winners and losers alleged. It's not. It's not. I'm gonna tell you all. We got it. We got to ask her. This is not. This is technically winners and losers, but it's not. It's the forum. There's four of us on screen. We're talking rubbish. It's a Monday night. Um, Liverpool are pants at the weekend. This feels like 2016. It's great, isn't it? Look, it's great. I've got. I've got the juices flowing here. It's just fantastic to be absolutely rubbish again. Andy, you've got to bring the positivity tonight. Shane is down a dark well, and he's literally down a dark well. Look behind him. He basically, yeah. somebody's pulled him out of a basement and just left him there. And Pete's been allowed down to the mess room in the prison. Uh, to do this podcast, which is great to see uh, that the wardens haven't come in and attacked them just yet. Uh, yeah. It's phenomenal to, to, to and, and listen, I've decided to bring the forum back after the outcry of to bring it back, Andy, last night on the fat back four at the end of it when I popped into the chat to ask the lads to hurry up because I need to go to bed. Um, and it was phenomenal. We had three comments asking us to bring the forum back, and I decided that was a landslide and it was time to bring the old forum back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, so three comments in, 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 in what. He was keeping us surprised. Well, I rang Steve today. I said, Steve, will you come on this? He says, I'm really hungover. I said, Yeah, so what's the difference? What's the difference to what you used to do? Like, this is just normal stuff for you, you know what I mean? Um, anyway, lads, we won't, we'll, we'll start to keep a hint of the winners and losers just in case Gav checks in at some stage, like 15 minutes into this or something. He's going to enjoy the first 10 minutes of this. This, this show is brilliant. It's not knowing whether we're alive or not. Um, but secondly, where are we? Right. Tonight, we've got, um, cling film. We've got cheese. We've got rampant rabbits. We've got um, winners and losers. (laughs) 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 Got excited there. I thought someone was going to answer. It's probably very late for him, to be fair. Yeah, maybe check 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 their channel. Maybe he's live at the moment on their channel. Oh, he could be. Oh, could be. Could be live. He's watching Andy. He could be with Jan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Would it be mad if Jan Moby answered his phone? That will be a word twist <laughs> to everything. All right, Andy. <laughs> La. Uh, right. Uh, the Kevin Silver says, check me DM. Okay, hang on a second. I'll check me DM now. Um, yeah. We can talk about James Milner while you're checking your DMs. Okay, so lads, go talk about something while I check my DMs here. <laughs> slow. There we go. Look, see that magic. There you go, lads. The comments are both beside. We have everything rolling and rolling. Good man, Chris. Thanks very much. It's, uh, <laughs> Someone says it's like watching a car crash. Car crash. That's not very fair. Which is addictive. Which is addictive. That's exactly what, what Phil is going for. Hi, Chris. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Get> your man. <laughs> It was that. <laughs> uh, right, uh, where are we? 
It looks it looks like uh, That's Chris. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. I, I was going to get everyone to line up in, in the <laughs> studio tonight, and we just bring random people in just for, for a laugh. Um, okay, so where are we? Right, where Chris has fixed it. I know he fixed it for us. Chris, we can see it. <laughs> Stop hiding there. Just, just come in and t- say well done for fixing it. It's great, isn't it? That's, we'll hope <laughs> all. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I Look at Chris just living in his pod area all the time. <laughs> I've got nowhere else to live apart from here. If you stay there too long, Trevor up here. Trevor and Yam always just walking into the shot now. That uh, it feels like one of those nights that could actually happen. Happy to, I'll leave you to it. Enjoy yourselves. Cheers, Chris. Talk to you later, <laughs> bud. <laughs> right, where were we? Andy, we're yeah, starting this. It's the winners and losers show. James Milner, what do you want to talk about? Was he a winner? Is he a loser? Is he is he the best mate? What's it? What's the crack with him? I don't even know. Um, <laughs> it, all I know is he's great, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, isn't it? It's not fair to say. Like he come on off the right, everybody coming towards the end of last season during the summer. All the talk as usual. This is Milner's last season. And here he is again. And, you know, established players, players that you would consider undroppable come off the pitch and Milner comes on and has a positive impact. And yeah, every season we seem to say that Milner is not going to play any minutes. His legs are gone. He's waning off. But um, I think it was unlucky the way the pen came as the momentum was with us. And I think it was Milner that took the game with a scruff of the neck. Between him and Nunes, to be fair, started to create all the havoc. Um, so, look, I think we're going to be saying this for the next 20 years. I mean, they're still going to be coming on the pitch and doing these things. I just think it's mad. It's brilliant. He's a great bloke. You love him, don't you? I do. You love him from I the do. Very off. Well, I think, you know what it is? It's exactly what Klopp said afterwards. The attitude was off. When have you ever known James Milner's attitude not to be bang on the money? Like, it's everything he is. His attitude is just perfect. And it's it's why we'll miss him a huge amount when he does eventually leave the club. Or when he stays on the culture, all that'd be great. But his attitude is next to none. It's brilliant. And um, he kind of started doing things on the pitch that nobody else was doing. A pair of balls, getting in behind, pointing, showing the way. And um, yeah, I, I can't. I just love the bloke. It's great. That's great. Um, Pete, do you want to anything different to that? No, listen, the same as we were saying off air with, with uh, Shane, my worry in these games is always, you know, as always, I always say it, um, you know, how are Liverpool going to cope with being everybody's cup final every season? I mean, the promoter team, one of the better sides in the championship, certainly with the best goal scorer probably the championship has ever seen. And, you know, everybody's attitude just not there. And I, I, it's the one concern I always have about us. But I think, I think Andy's right. Milner's attitude is always fun. Milner's a born winner. And you can tell that he's been in places where the expectations are very high. And I don't care how, what, what it takes for him to hang around. But his presence, some, some guy's presence alone, just reminds people of what the standards are at this club. Milner, mm. is, Milner's attitude set the standard. It's, it's, it's the same way as, you know, the same Egypt's which we'll talk about in my winner's topic, the same idiots that kind of write people like Milner off um, don't understand the importance of that kind of influence around a football club because they don't understand football, to be quite frank. The same idiots moan about Henderson. And for some reason, when these guys aren't around, sometimes it can be a little bit rudderless unless things go 
you know, right start to finish. But no, for me, you know, Andy's spot on, completely spot on with regard to, to Milner. You know, you, you, the sort of fella you only really miss when he's not around the place. Shane, are you going to say anything that just disagrees with them at all? Uh, no, no. Listen, clearly, do you know why I love him? He absolutely smashes the back doors after running in pre-season and makes a show of all the youngsters. So that's why, and he doesn't take himself too serious either because he gets involved with that bar and James Milner account and all that. So I'd say he's an absolute top fella. And there was a deadly really picture. Uh, sorry for just coming across it. I was finished. I was finished. Just when you when you said about you know uh, smashing the young fellas, like uh, just see him in the dressing room after not smashing the young fellas, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was in the dressing room after the game and everybody was on their phones and he was just like you could tell he's just looking around going this is a joke get off your phones yeah. you saps you know <laughs> it wasn't um it wasn't the most prestigious trophy to have to win it but nonetheless it was a moment that the team should have been celebrating together and you know they're on their blowers and he's he's just like looking around going i'm wasting my time with this bunch <laughs> like you know it was brilliant um Great lads, that's fantastic. It's, it's I'm delighted that the uh, the future of our title winning season rests in the hands of eighty four year old James Miller. Um, <laughs> I should have got the lads on from the Paddy Power Lads, should I? And we'll come back to that in a minute. Uh, oh, yeah, right, we'll Pete, talk about that. I love that. Pete, yeah. what version of Liverpool are great? Are you going for this no, week as your winner? No, I'm staying away from Liverpool, and you've you've just teased it there. My winner this week, Paddy Power. You know, I mean. Uh, and for me, very, very simply, I mean, there's a lot of betting apps and stuff like that. We we try to, we don't encourage people either way, you know, bet responsibly and all that. But Paddy Power, whoever's running, whether it's himself, I would be surprised because he seems to be a character or, you know, somebody that's just got their finger on the pulse. It's obviously somebody that's on the platform as often as anybody who understands, I won't name any names, but understands who the Egypts are, to be quite honest with you. Understands, I would hazard to guess whoever's running the app to be honest with you, for, for Paddy Power, is probably a Liverpool supporter because they rag non-stop on Manchester United. It's like Arsenal in the way we do. And they have they would talk about Liverpool affectionately self-slagging in the way we slag certain Liverpool fans on the app. And the ad that he's after spending a, a good few quid on, um, which myself and Shane simultaneously, nearly simultaneously combusted watching at the weekend, just absolutely spot on the money. Just spot on the money. It's not you can tell it's not just fellas coming in and saying, Oh, this this is what they're saying. You can see that it's personal for me, enjoys it, or whoever runs the is running the app absolutely enjoys it. But it nails us, nails the fan base, the online fan base. And some of the actors, like the fella that plays the real Liverpool supporter, absolutely top notch stuff. And you know, really I, I heard, my, my, my I, Paddy Power. I couldn't get over um the amount of people using this as their this is their their their, their claim to fame like this they uh, right so i didn't one know what was looking, one of them was looking for a fucking mention or a few quid or something like that so th- this is what i was going to get on to that right so this is mm. this is what i couldn't get it right so i i didn't know when pete when you said paddy power i was like what is this lunatic talking about like this stage, right because <laughs> how how is this liverpool are great Paddy Power, like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, mm. you've done every angle, so I was there. Go, this is an interesting one, right? Then I saw mm. the video. Um, I think it was just because Andy responded to it, right? And then, and to be fair, Andy, you're right. You should. You, why you didn't get you on just to play yourself at the top of that classroom is completely beyond me. Right? Let's be honest <laughs> about it, right? So it's like the, that's that's straight. But the people I that were mentioned, I'll come clean. I was asked to do it. 
Well, yeah, no and surprise I there. I couldn't, I couldn't, but you wouldn't have been able to stay. But you wouldn't have been able to stay calm had you been in the room with the lads, though. I, yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't do a good enough Scouse accent. I had to audition for that, and I wasn't able to do it. And uh, they wanted uh, they wanted somebody a, a good bit older than me to play the part. They thought I was too much of a young fella, like with the rest of the gang. You, you should have just sent. You, you, you just look sent like a, a young fella. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they. That's what. Few... That's what they said. They they wanted someone that could remember the eighties. And they knew that I wouldn't be able <laughs> that to. That was actually there. <laughs> yeah. True. Now, um, but look, uh, well, I, well, I wanna, well, but the one thing, one thing I wanted to ask you, right, is, and this is this is genuine about about the, the thing, right? I think the ad is brilliant. I think it's it reflects a lot of things that we've spoke about um, in the various incarnations of this uh, podcast, which was the original Chippers podcast going back to, to the very start, right? And we've always, I've always been one to say, yeah, grant, talk, discuss, criticize. But keep it real. Be able to have a, an open position so that if your opinion changes, you don't look like a berk, right? Like that's basically it, right? Um, I can't, still can't get over that the the likes of the the fellas that are named in that have suddenly, this, have have basically got their validation from the fact that they've been called out for being people who haven't the breeze about what the game is about and what support is about. I, I, I can't get over it, right? And it's going back to Davo's point. They're all looking for either a few quid for, for being called out on it or recognition for being on it. When they're too scared to come on podcasts, they're too scared to come on, mm. on, on a platform like this. And you've asked one of them on multiple times to come on and debate their points from FSG to players and everything else, right? And they don't have the bottle to do it, yet they're happy to try to take all they want is oxygen. All they want is exposure. And as much as I like the concept and the idea of the Paddy Power ad, it's after giving them that exposure and it's after giving them that oxygen. And that's the one thing that gets me about it. So that's my little rant on that piece. And uh, look, um, it's the, the validation that they, they get from it and they, they take it as a compliment. Like Paddy, Let's not forget, like Paddy Power have no skin in the game. It's not like they mm. want Liverpool to not make signings. They want Liverpool. They're not top reds. They're, not, they're just a betting company. <laughs> And they've made they've made a few observations, and they've made a complete laugh out of the type of fans we have online. You know, it's at at this stage, it's just it's just a just a parody. You know, they're just a joke, and it didn't take them long to do a little bit of research, and all of a sudden they've named out a few people. Um, and look, for as long as we've been doing this podcast, there's been social media there, and we've been calling out the type of fans that these are. You know, and it's getting worse every season. Like, you know emotive opinion or anything that's like uh short-sighted or reactionary to something as currency now like the the the, most, the worst thing you can come up with is is what is giving you likes and retweets you can't have a balanced debate like if i sat here and said you know we need a midfielder because although we have nine midfielders the amount I'm of injuries like- they have they equate to four real midfielders and we've three positions we probably need it but the way they go about it is, look at the first half there on Saturday. Tell me that we don't need a midfielder. But we've three of our most recognised best midfielders in the club to play it. You know, and although a lot of them don't recognise Henderson, the fact remains, he is uh, he is important to that midfield. And Pep Linder says it in his book, the intensity that he gives. And it's still such an important. But hot takes, slaughtering players like uh, Fabinho, Thiago, and Henderson straight after a game isn't isn't the reason why we need midfielders. It's the balanced, measured opinion is that, okay, well, if you look at it, 
we should probably be looking at moving one or two out and bringing one or two that are reliable in. I mean, that's but and that's on that's that's Klopp's job to do. But I think Klopp has built up enough equity at this stage to know what he's doing and to make the right moves at the right time. It's not going to be a crisis. All these big wards come in after games. It's a fucking draw against Fulham the first day of the season. They've just been promoted. They're at home. Plays like a madhouse. They're biting at our ankles. And our, and our players couldn't cope. And the attitude was off. The approach was off. We showed them. But it's a lesson learned very early. And it's 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 not just it's time to call for new players. It's time mm. for the call for the players to just get their heads back in the game <coughs> and and get restart against Palace at home you know, next week. Mm. Oh, get midfielders, get players. We need players. We need shining. We need this. Get him out. Get him fucking in. Blah, blah, blah. This fucking mentalness that goes on. And Paddy Power just sitting back and having a laugh, like, you know, and the amount of traction that that's caused. And, and even uh, Lindo um, coming in and today was brilliant. Lindo. Is this, 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 this is your, people that know your, your mates. Is that, is that what is that what like the, the I didn't what you, say Lindo, but okay, Lindo for now on, you know, you did Lindo, call him Lindo. There. You can check, yeah. you can check in tomorrow. <laughs> Lindo means lovely in Spanish. Something in, else all, in, all, in all seriousness, yeah. as well, like you know, we're banging this drum a long time. It's it's yeah. not just harmless comments online. It's the toxicity of it all that that creeps into players' minds. Like we know um, already that Nunes is a bit. Uh, sensitive to comments online, even though he's just mad at the plastering himself online, pictures himself. But he he did have so, a moment. So I look like him, man. Yeah, true. <laughs> I know it's a bit of a, a balancing act, but you know, a few years ago there was a there was comments about him when I got to him, and it gets mm. to these new modern players, like the younger players, that they they do look up themselves, and it's a just a fact of the um. It's a fact of modern football now is they they look on social media for recognition and um. Uh, and if you want to, if you want your team that you're supposed to support to have these marginal edges, like we've clopped bringing in throwing coaches and set piece coaches and all sorts and psychologists and all to give those little marginal uh, advantages coming up against City, who are you know the the, most, the highest finance team that's ever been in the Premier League, and our own fans are just going against the club constantly. You know, it get it, it creeps in, and when you have a result, it's a poor result against Fulham. You start to maybe doubt yourself and say, well, "Maybe you have a point." Then that creeps into the ground, and you know it's not good. It needs to stop. You know, and I know that I, I know likes and retweets are more important than wins and trophies to these fellas. But um, you know, you need to have a look at yourself and. What's going to give the club a mar- marginal edges is, is proper support. The type of support they get in the ground. Do it online. Why not? I know, it's Shane. Kind of look at that, that, like, just to come in there, Phil, that it's just pure spoilt. Do you know what I mean? Look, I remember being on early pods videos, like going back, and I remember saying, and I've probably made peace that I mightn't see Liverpool win the lake the way things are going, and blah, blah, blah. Um, then other fans would say to me, but look at you, Ben, blessed you seeing your, your your team win every trophy, fire the league. And I would say, yeah, fair enough, that's that's fair. And, and then look, Klopp comes in, and we win every trophy that's available to us, bar the Europa League. In, in the seven years or so that he's been here. Of course, we, we, we've could have won more. But United could have won more over Ferguson. They threw a couple of leagues away in the last day and whatnot. Other teams will always say, well, we could have won a bit more. Of course, we could have won a bit more, but we didn't. But we won what we fucking won. So, mm. listen, we just keep going, keep doing what we're doing. Midfielder, no midfielder. Like, the boys aren't going to throw the towel in. So, just fucking get behind it. 
but I, I guess, it, it, and it sort of wraps in the Linda thing, and it's probably coming onto one of the topics, Andy, you had as well around the hot takeists, right? One of the things that I've always prided about the podcast as a whole, right, is that yes, we do the reactionary stuff, which is like the NC post game, the like Chris and Kev are doing that now, and the lads on the Fatback Four in terms of dealing with it with with that as a topic. But we always stood back as the week started with and tried to look at the overall picture. And like what frustrated me and what drives me insane is 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 the type of stuff that gets posted to to players and to and to 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 the owner to the owner's wife. Is it? I know Andy. We said that Linda is like the winner of the week because she's she knows how to handle the social media side of it. Like and she's been exceptional in terms of what's gone on um, with with the stuff that goes on. And but the Paddy Power had puts a funny take on something which is <clears throat> as as I've gotten older, as I've gotten more rounded as a person, you stay once you don't get involved in this type of stuff, you just don't understand why people think that by tweeting somebody on a social media platform some mad stuff and the the stuff that gets sent to players, like I I can have a have a have a take on a player. I can have a feeling about a player. I can dislike a player, I can like a player, whatever it is. But to tag that person in a tweet, and I'm sure somebody dig up a tweet that I had, but to tag that person in and then relentlessly tag people in thinking that by tagging them in they're going to make your dream come true. It's not going to happen. Like, There's no point tagging in Linda. There's no point tagging John Henry. There's no point tagging FSG or whoever it is um, that runs the club and tell them to buy a midfielder. That's nothing to do with that. All they do is sign the checks. There's a whole sports science structure that sits behind the club. There's a whole piece that fans think, and I think it's, it's definitely a younger piece, and there's an element of narcissism that flows through the way people are sitting at the moment, is that their take is so important that somebody is going to sit up in an office, pay attention to it and react purely because they sent it and they're saying it so many times. The reality is these are multi-million dollar pound corporations that have a sophisticated way of recruiting and all this. And I think people need to look at what Klopp said that we aren't just going to panic buy. We're not just going to buy something for the short term. And if they have, if they don't understand this, we had no centre-backs. We were playing a cat, a cone, and one of the trusses as a centre-back at one stage <laughs> two years ago, right? You know, and we could have gone out and they bought centre-backs. They bought bodies. Remember you got your man in alone, the Greek fella who went off and, and played somewhere, I think Leicester or something after that, and we bought your man Ben Davis because <laughs> they thought it was the sports Ben Davis who got lost on a train <laughs> at Sheffield or something, right? Like That was the last time I've seen this, but that was because they needed bodies because they were actually terrified at that stage. Hendo was out. Nat Phillips, I think, was injured <clears> at that point. They, they literally had no centre-backs. They're almost at the verge of playing. They played when you had them at centre-back. What am I saying? Like they, 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 That's how far it got to, to where it was. And yet we still they still tweeted Linda sign him, Linda sign him, Linda sign him. It's in it's insane. It's a, it's it's completely insane this 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 level that that people are at at this stage. So it's, the ins- look- it's the instant gratification though, isn't it? That's what modern society is. That's what the you know, that's what people are being brought up with these days, like uh fucking Instagram reels and TikTok. It's just instant uh, scroll down next more, ah like make signings, make things better, quick. You know, but the but with football, it is a process. And yeah, when we signed Quebec and Davis on loan, um, Kanate was obviously on the way, but it just couldn't happen in January. So there was no point in buying someone else as a replacement. There was all these names being bandied around, players playing in France, Germany, fucking you name it. 
but they weren't going to do that. They had to, you know, people, decision makers have to just say, okay, hang on, relax. We're bringing Canate in the summer. Let's take a measure of risk here. Bring the boys in. Davis didn't even play a minute of football, real football anyway. And uh, they got away with playing Quebec and not Phillips. And in the end, we got a top four. Like, if that's not evidence for you to just say, relax. Like, football doesn't work like TikTok. Mm-hmm. No. I no, think the key, yeah, yeah, you're right. The key takeaway, though, from it, it's like you said, I think earlier, Phil, I mean, years ago, before all this social media phenomenon, if somebody had been mentioned on television, for example, in an advertisement campaign, they would have felt shame. Like, I won't mention the names, but they would have felt shame. Oh, look, I, I'm, a, I'm an agent from the world. Now they're running to the hill saying, oh, isn't it great that I've been mentioned as a fucking Egypt, as you say, Andy. And that's mm. where the world <clears> is now. <throat> it's almost better to be recognized as being a, the biggest fool on a platform than not recognized at all. That's 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 the scary part. Like, yeah, And, uh, and I don't know how this, this chap t- thinks he's going to monetize it because there's no money in, 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 in the, on this planet in being a fool, you know, unless somebody wants to tell me different, you know. But but Pete, isn't this 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 and Andy this this was your your loser of the week was the hot takeist. It's like, isn't this the, a symptom of what you're saying? It's everything at the moment. Celebrity and fame is not about doing something. It's about just being there and shouting the loudest. Like look look at there was my daughter was watching this um, Love Island thing for weeks, right? And I've no idea what happened. All I know is Michael Owen's daughter was on it, right? Because I saw somebody tweeting about Michael Owen's daughter, and I was there going, this is insane. Right now, this is this is properly insane. Why are you? What what fame used to be about? You did something that was different and showed Saleable. skill. Saleable, and, at least. Yeah. Showed skill and it showed artistry or it showed knowledge that other people didn't necessarily have, or you had humor or your charm or your charisma that normal people didn't have, and and that's what what it was. Fame nowadays is if you shout loud enough, or if you take pictures of yourself a certain way, or if you talk about um whatever something not not us on this channel anyway but if you talk about toys or something like that it's like pe- millions of people are watching it like my son was talking about the beast i've no idea what I've no idea what he was talking about i thought like it was actually is this cool like is this something and it's not some fella who reviews toys and does things on youtube a hundred million subscribers look I, I don't like honestly but to be fair to him he's doing something he's not he's not on there tweeting whatever he thinks in his head and just thinking that this is what it is I, I, I look at I look at the reaction after the match on Saturday, and there was no sense. Very few, very few of the reactions that exist brought any level of level-headedness to what mm. was going on. I can understand the emotions after a game because you're, you're roiled up about the result, right? But in reality, the position is is the first game of the season. I think it's the first game where we haven't won. In the best part of five years or something, or since Klopp has come in, the first oh, eventually that was going to happen. We didn't lose, which is a big thing. Mm. Yeah, to draw us uh, disappointed. Yeah. Despite, despite playing probably worse than we have, yeah. for a couple of years, yeah. not since like the season when oh, there was no fans in the ground and that. Mm. Mm. Uh, can just respond to a comment there, right, Brandon Alexander? No. What are these guys talking about? Uh, did they not see Liverpool need a midfielder? Nobody's saying Liverpool don't need a midfielder. Just saying, like. You don't need to throw the toys out of pram. Yeah. As Phil says, there's a whole host of specialists working within the club to try and identify these gaps and bring the right players in. It's not likely Liverpool are just going to go, go and add to the squad. It's more likely that they need to shift someone out from midfield. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Andy, I don't and Max was probably going to be one of the first out of that yeah. group yeah. to go, and now he's injured. So, sorry, well, mate. I like, hate to disappoint you. We all like to have new players. Mm. We just don't go on like children about it. That's, that's all. I don't understand these fellas. I listen to Klopp after. I listen to Klopp's press conference. The one that he do, actually done with the press. I only listened to it today, and he, like he knows, like you said, the specialists working there. They like he says. He said and he just basically said, "Listen, the issue is that we don't have enough midfielders." He says that's fine. He says we have enough. So the problem is, a lot of them are injured, and mm. it's not good. That's that's basically what he said. It's not good. The transfer needs to make sense for now and in the future. But the position we're in at the minute is not good. Right, them comments would make me think that we might be looking to do something. Or if we can't do something, we will. But so they know. Like, everyone there knows, listen, it's not fucking great. Everyone's, or X amount of players are out injured. Hendo went down a couple of times with Knox mm-hmm. as well on Saturday. That, that Like, another day he has to go as well. So, like, listen, they know. Like, they know what fucking, what needs to be done. If, can they do it now, between now and the end of the window? I don't know. Is the right player there? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But, to think that they're all just sitting there going, now this, this will be fucking grand. They're not. But, they're, but Shane, would these fellas rather we be trying to throw nine or ten million at uh, um, Adrian Rabio and Marco Arnardovic, you know, people that have that are, haven't been good enough. Rabio wasn't good enough for his last four clubs, and Arnardovic has been probably two stone overweight, you know, for the last two or three seasons, and is now maybe twenty-four years of age. Is that what they would prefer? I honestly don't understand these people. Uh, look, uh, John O'Dare is saying uh, Klopp sounded silly. Um, it's like he's shocked that our midfielders are, midfielders are injured. They're always injured. I mean, maybe it's just not that simple to try and sell an injury-prone player. You know, they're all a big contracts. They're all getting very well paid for being injured. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, the way it is now, we've quite a few players, like I say, we've probably nine centre midfielders. But then at the same time, it's opening doors for players like, you know, Elliot to get his career going again. Look how good he was at the start of last season before he got his knock. He was, he was, uh, he was decent at the weekend. Um, I mean, I think, I think there's, there's a lot to be hopeful there. Cavalio after coming in. I mean, that, that lad has talent. You know what I mean? Um, so look, players getting injured opens the door for these. It's just unfortunate that so many of our most senior players are injured at the same time. You know, it wouldn't be so bad if they just dovetailed and got injured at different stages of the season. Like Henderson's well able to jump into the six, as we know, and offers cover there. But in reality, someone needs to go. He's not going to sell. He's not going to just release uh, Henderson, Fabino, Thiago, Kate, Ox. Well, I mean, he just Ox was, gone. Look, Ox, Ox was gone only got injured. Yeah. Ten million was the price. Someone was going to stump up ten million. But yeah, Davo, can, can I just? Cause, he was gone. But he doing his hammer badly. But, but can I just jump? Because this is this 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 is get, is actually annoying me, right? We don't sign players, and if people haven't copped this in the last three seasons, I don't like it. It, it goes back to Andy's hot takeists. It's the immediacy of now. It's 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 not looking at what the bigger picture is. We know that Klopp is prepared to gamble to keep the squad that he has, that he's had through pre-season training and has them in the exact condition and positions that he wants them to be. So even though if they get injured, when they come back, the ramp-up period is a lot shorter than it would be if you bring somebody new in now who's missed the whole pre-season part. We also know that he he will only sign a player. And we've been called, we call out this for years until Klopp came in here. He will only sign a player if he believes the player is good enough to go into the first team. 
he doesn't buy a player to improve the squad. He buys a player who's better than the players that he has that's in the fourth tree. Look at who we signed in the summer. He signed Nunes because he believed he was going to change how the team is set up and how he plays. He signed Carvalho. And I'm, I'm look, my hot take, and I've, but I've said this one, I'm not a massive, I'm still not a massive fan of Luis Diaz. I think he's all flash and no product. And people say to me, he was the biggest threat in the first half of the game on Saturday. We were crap in the first half on Saturday, right? But at the end of the day, he doesn't score many goals, right? I think Fabio Carvalho will will become a bigger fixture and a bigger impact on that team than Luis Diaz by the end of the season. And that's just my opinion. That's the, But that's because of what I've watched and what I'm watching in pre-season. And every time that little kid Carvalho comes on, I think he's brilliant. He 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 electrifies me the way I meant to be electrified by, by Diaz, and I think he's more end product than, than Diaz has. Now people can agree, disagree, but that's that's where I feel about that, right? But that's because I'm stepping back and looking at this over a longer span and saying, what is it that, that concerns me about the players there? And then I look at we've got Carvalho. He's already said he played Elliot in midfield last season before he got injured. He's saying Carvalho can play in midfield, right? The issue here is is not that first part of the, the the top end of the midfield. The issue is what happens if Thiago gets injured because he only plays about 75% of the games and he, and that's what he does, right? What happens if Hendo gets injured and what happens if Fabinho gets injured? People losing the shit over what happened on Saturday. I guarantee you that the, the lads that played in midfield, they were the same lads who played against Manchester City the week beforehand and tore Manchester City apart, right? It's It's ridiculous. You can have a bad game and that's just the way it is, right? That's That's football. We saw two seasons ago, and this season is going to. I know, mark my words. If you want a long term view, this season is going to be absolutely crackers, right? This is going to be like the season after the season we won the league, because you have the World Cup slap bang in the middle, and the amount of games that's going to have to be played before, and the amount of games that gets piled into the back end of the season. Whatever team comes through this period with the least amount of injuries after the World Cup, with the least amount of players at the World Cup, is going to have the best chance of the run-ins. So all you need to do at this point in time is to be within nine to six to nine points of the top to be able to valid shout when it breaks for the World Cup for the run-in at the back end of the season. If we can be there, given that we were like 14 points off in January last season, people are losing their plots over whatever. You've got a break in and we've got the least amount of players going, I think, in the top six squads that, that's going to the World Cup. So, cop on. Like that's, uh, that, that's, man, Phil, John o makes a rational point and it's on the back of what Sean, he was saying last night, like we're relying on midfielders who have proven time and again to be unreliable. But that's a hundred percent right. But you have to be able to move one of them out. Mm. And I think Ox was the one to move out, and now he's got injured. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's not so straightforward. I mean, what do we true. do? Just get rid of Thiago, release him, release Rele- him, you know, um, our him. It's it's not going to happen in reality. But this this is it, and this is this is where we are now. Before we move on, I have to tell you something uh, because if I don't, Gav will uh, annoy me. So, Red Steve, turn off your sound for the moment. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prionoids. IP Vanish VPN. To make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet, IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. Uh, you can use IPVanish on a limited device. This is very long. Without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like Fire Stick when you're streaming media, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. 
IB Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IB Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing the world with everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers. Um, there you go. That that that's was really uh, yeah. That's the that's that's my winner of the week. IP vanish. Um, Davo, who's your winner of the week? Oh, Nunes, Darwin Nunes, the bright spark of the weekend. Um, center forward, very important to get off the mark with a goal. Got one last week. Set up the penalty. Or sorry, won the penalty last week. Goal Saturday and an assist changed the game when he came on. Movement excellent. Absolute fucking handful for centre backs. I say they were playing in that fucking bollocks with them. I'd say the two Fulham lads did anyway. They only had a half an hour of them. So, uh, yeah, look, at my, all my stuff was kind of short and sharp to know you feel so I can go to bed. But, uh, yeah, look, I'm my winner of the week. Darwin Nunes, absolute. I thought he was I thought he was class when he came on. I thought he was re- really, really good. Really yeah. good. Thanks again, really. Andy, Darwin Nunes, winner of the week for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was excellent. Um, he, like he he doesn't have to do much. You know what I mean? He just imposes himself. He just gets in the way, and like he's the he's the type of player we haven't had for a long time. Um, and I think I said it last week as well. We we actually we don't know what's in store with him. He's gonna get better and better. At Liverpool, the players around him, the service he's gonna get, um, the work around and trying to get the ball into his feet. He's a threat in the air. It's just going to be so exciting to have a have a player like that around. And it was a good option. That they often say we don't we don't really have a plan B. But when he came off the bench, it was it was a totally different approach to the game, especially for for Mino, who wasn't really even being normal for Mino. Like he didn't even drop deep and didn't even impose himself in the game. It was just a, it was excellent, and it was just unfortunate the way uh, the penalty came along with the momentum our way. It was such an unlikely. Uh, for Van Dijk to get caught in his heels like that and give away a penalty, it just didn't look like him at all. But I think uh, only for that we were we were winning the game and we probably would have went on and scored another one. It just Fulham got their tails up after that, so uh, it could have been a such a big difference, a, a better even a better debut for him. But it's brilliant the goal and assist, and we probably didn't even mean his assist. In, in fairness, probably didn't even mean. A lot of the stuff he, but he's just once he's there and the ball's bouncing around, it's a nightmare for defenders. So physical and quick as well. P. Yeah, a fellow like that, you know, pace, very, very good in the air, very, very strong, and loads of confidence. And you can see that he is a confidence player. You know, I mean, in fairness, I haven't seen him drop his head. And he's one of those that a manager would say to him, look, just make yourself a nuisance, even if it's not coming off you. Go out there and just get amongst it. You know, yeah, and he, I think he changed the game. Fellas, look for him. You know, he's an option. I don't like when Liverpool, not that we go long, I don't I don't like the idea of us doing the plan B stuff, but it's it's more running the channels, you know, being the, he's a great option with his back to goal as well. And and he doesn't half know how to pull out a finish. I mean, that finish was, you know, what he was, whether, whether it was an own goal or was his, that finish is just outrageous. At one nil down, like he's he's bags of confidence. You can see he scored a whole lot of goals last year. He's gonna get a lot of goals for us, you know, and, and he does he, he he brings another dimension to what we do. So yeah, it's it's for me I, I completely agree with Shane. 
win of the week, considering his age, considering obviously how it affects him. And I think you guys mentioned it a little bit earlier on that he does read things that possibly should ignore. But you know, he's human. Um, and some fellas react in a different way, and he's only keen to answer. And he, right now, he keeps coming off the bench and answering the you know, by by doing what he's paid to do. So for me, yeah, you know, eight out of ten. The only disappointment was not grabbing another one. And yeah, we conceded that stupid penalty, minimum contact. But Mitrovic was cute. I thought going down when he should, and Virgil should have known better. But um, yeah, winner of the week definitely. I, I look, I I I'm delighted. That Nunes is scoring, right? Um, I've I've probably led the charge with the. He just reminds me an awful lot of Andy Carroll before I became a hot takes on Twitter. But I will say, Andy Carroll isn't has uh, has positive elements to his game, and I think. And I, I said I was with well, I was with Steve last week, and um, I was saying to him, I said people take the as as a slur. I actually think that there's some elements of Andy Carroll's game that. Nunes has in better football and ability that physicality and the enjoyment yeah. of 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 the, of the fight, right? There's mm. nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong. That's what you want. If you're going to be a big striker, a big physical striker, and you're going to have to celebrate, you're going to have to enjoy the physical side of the yeah. same. I hate saying it, but but Zlatan was that's what he fed off of. That's what yeah, he loves. He loves getting the yeah. But that, yeah. he loved the physical side of the game. He loved getting in there and then utilizing. His 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 physique to 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 manipulate the situation and create the goals yeah. that he scored. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm, deli- I'm delighted. I'm, but Shalot, yeah, look look at Carroll. The the season when the half season with Newcastle will be signed him. Like he was absolutely mm. phenomenal. Scoring all sorts of goals mm. and like that, it could have been totally different for him. Uh, his lifestyle off the pitch probably didn't help. The injuries obviously didn't help. The the move when he came to Liverpool probably the timing wasn't great either. Um, but like. Darwin Nunes is probably a professional version of Andy Carroll. He's not out in the Bowser every night and he's he's not falling off bar stills and uh, he's in an unbelievable nick. <laughs> and uh, like he's look, I'm excited. I can't I like I think we've landed um exactly what we've needed, you know, and, and at the time when we dealt with yeah. Carroll a lot, I don't think there's any doubts over Nunes. No, and I think Andy, you're right there. I think that's the other thing. Hopefully, hopefully it um he he continues on the trajectory goes and like I, I for me anyway my winner of the week would have been Haaland especially after the 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 charity shield like he was missing like the chances he missed you're just going Jesus is this going to be one of these bogey signings you know where Chelsea used to sign centre forwards that were the best centre forwards in the world and just torn to absolute dog shit when they got there right but um I I, I don't know I, I think it's going to be interesting because this, this is going to be this whole thing is going to play out Nunes, Haaland, Nunes, Haaland across the course of the season. Especially, no, I think, no, I think, I think you've got and, a point. And then, and then Salah will end up as top scorer. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, Everyone keep bashing away and then, then yeah, Salah. Yeah. He's just wonderful, isn't he? He's just a magician. He's just, yeah, yeah you're just, right. But I, I think I think Haaland will, will, when City, in the rare occasion that they can't get through against, you know, they, can't, they have the, the nil-alls against the crap, the crap teams. I have a saying, you know, Fellas like Haaland take out the trash very well. You know, they'll, they'll, you get the threes and fours against the Nottingham Forest and the Bournemouth. But I think Nunes might have the edge in the big games. Nunes seems to want to get in amongst... I looked at Haaland a couple of times against us, and he seemed, to be honest with you, terrified of Virgil van Dijk. He tried to run at Virgil van Dijk a couple of times, and Virgil van Dijk just, just, just stood all over. Have, people have, have a people, about were, Virgil van Dijk. 
people won't be worrying about running affairs with Van Dijk if he's if if suddenly he's he's got out this play on his on his tippy toes. He was, he was playing listen. on his heels listen. for most of that game. There's one, yeah. the one man. It's like Downton Palmagrad. Do not doubt Virgil Van Dijk. No matter what he does, what he doesn't do. Overall, actually, oh, very I'll tell you what. I know we're going to get onto your loser there, people. This one here, I actually want to agree here. It, it, the, the referees have ruined my watching of the game, and I'm not going to go into a big rant about it. But if you wanted to put in losers of the week, it's just it's it's shocking. It's shocking that these fellas, at, at best, they're going to let you hear what the te- what they were talking to each other after the game. Now, wait, just play it live. Just play it live. No, at least yeah, they won't do that. You must be. Do you know what I mean? Job. But no. Andy. Andy, that's transparency, and the, the problem we have in this world at the moment, and the problem with football and, and in general around the referees is the lack of transparency. Every time you see it on a on a league where they have oh. this, it the referees tend to be better, and the decisions tend to be better. And I wonder Australia. why that is. Australia. No, but it's, 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 wonder why that is because immediately no, Phil, there's transparency. You're, you're, touching on a point, you're touching on a point here that that involves my losers. To be honest with you, why are you talking about transparency? Go on, transparency. Points. I know you want to talk about transparency. This is like cling film. If Randa Cheese was here, he'd be getting really excited. Well, cling film. My loser, my, my loser of the week. Then, if we're going to talk about transparency, is the Donald Trump of of world football, which is Barcelona. I mean, Donald Trump said a couple of years ago that he could walk out in the streets in Times Square in New York, shoot somebody in the head and and get away with it. And people laughed at the time, but it, it's true. I mean, it's true. And I don't want to talk about that fat idiot. What I want to talk about is Barcelona Football Club and the fact that the latest and greatest, I mean, every day there's a new scandal about Barcelona. The, the, the latest and greatest about Barcelona is that they formed a shell company offshore um, declared it declared an investment of I think it was something like two hundred million euros. Uh, it was found out, and now they have to pay thirty eight point seven or thirty thirty eight point eight million euros in in taxes. So it's basically fraud on a massive scale. And it's funny when I read this last night, I thought back to to Berry Football Club, who owed fifty thousand euros to the Inland Revenue in two thousand and eighteen and had to fold within six weeks. Now, the reason I compare both is because Berry are 14 years older than Barcelona as an entity, as a club. Now, they might be huge, they might be successful, but I don't, the part of me, I know there are many reasons, why did why couldn't Berry survive uh, and Barcelona could? And it's not just survival with Barcelona, it's, you're talking about this week alone, Barcelona have announced that they want to challenge the validity for and and organize a criminal investigation against the contract that they drafted and signed for De Jong, Frankie De Jong, whatever his name is, that Beautiful. they think Beautiful. they're saying that they're saying that there was criminal activity involved. Now this is a, this is a contract that they drafted along with De Jong's lawyers and their own, and that they signed. Now they want to have a criminal investigation. Now imagine having the barefaced arrogance to announce that. Barcelona exists, Phil, and it's funny you use the word accountability, and it, it, it's a cultural thing because the league that you're talking about, the Australian league, because of the the if you like the um, the culture in Australia is complete transparency. They call it mateship. You know, even the the the, the highest levels, the prime minister is very is accountable to everybody. But in Spain, it's the complete opposite. Spain, as you know, is five principalities that all answer to Madrid. And what happens is they will each principality will be allowed to have a certain amount of corruption. And when it suits the Spanish government to call them out, i.e. if one of them starts talking about independence, then all of a sudden there'll be all this evidence of the local leader being financially corrupt. That, and that's the cycle of, of madness in Spain. And that's what's happening now with Barcelona. Because Barcelona want to 
go rogue, to be honest with you, and they, they want to entertain the idea of having of being in the Super League. All of a sudden, Tebas and everybody is kind of airing their dirty laundry in public, to be honest. Do so you want to talk about accountability? There's no accountability in Spain. Um, and it's all about <laughs> it's all about making Barcelona and uh, making sure that Barcelona are sustainable. And t- to be honest with you, I, I kind of feel sorry for I mean, we all hammer City, we have hammer other clubs. But what the hell is going on at Barcelona? It's in, I mean, it's at this stage, it's criminal. It's actually criminal. Potentially. Potentially. Well, obviously. I mean, you're mon- money laundering and fraud on a massive scale. On a massive well, scale. I, I don't know whether it's money laundering. I think it's, in, I think it's inflation of... Um, of income the value of Detroit, of, of Detroit. It's, it's inflation of income and it's also the inflation of assets to enable them to meet whatever their the La Liga's regulations is, right? Um, uh, yeah, City did do 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 stuff, but the Premier League seemed to have just forgotten about their own investigation that was going on. They just said, that, Yeah, yeah, we we'll just leave that because the way for one didn't work, so we won't get involved there. But look, for me, I, th- I, I think it'd be great if um. And I've I've long said it about about Barcelona. I think it'd be great if they go bust. I think it'd be fantastic for for football. Um, Why do they have the divine right to exist if they can't afford? To no, exist? I, I, like, honestly, I, I genuinely because they'll come back as Barcelona. As I said, they they'll come back as Barcelona thirty seven. This is what they do in Ireland when a team in Ireland goes bust. They just put thirty seven after the name, and then when that doesn't happen, they just make up a name like Treaty FC or something like that. It's Treaty yeah. FC Limerick now. So anyway, they, yeah. But, yeah. that's what they do. But all, all being like, I think if you look at what happened to Juventus in Italy when the Calciopoli scandal happened, they got relegated. There was tangible yeah. impact yeah. to what they did, right? Same with match fixing. But there was match fixing, they were relegated, they had to come back up through the leagues. You look at what happened to um, Verona, Hellas Verona, uh, mm. when they were no, what was the one that um, Parma, Parma. Parma dropped Parma, down yeah. through the divisions. Yeah, they went bankrupt and they were they went dropped down to the fourth division and had to work their way back up to the top tier. Um, in, in my opinion, you know, you have this as it's as it stands, that you have this monstrous club who has, if you look at the Deloitte Rich lists every year, it's either four second or third now, yet they've blown every single penny they have. This is the equivalent of 20, 2009. This is the Lehman. This is Lehman Brothers. This in football terms, this is what you're looking at here. You're looking at one of the biggest clubs on the verge of collapsing because of 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 the way they've been run. It's the largest um, death that's ever existed in football history. But at, at Shawnee, I was talking to Shawnee about it earlier on, and I thought he made the best point. Why isn't Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid screaming from the rafters? Like if 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 because, this was us, no, but but Pete, if this was us and it was Manchester United, right? Uh, or if, yeah. was, if 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 we were in the in position Barcelona was, you know it and Manchester City and all the other teams would be screaming for justice to be had and you can't be having this and, and the whole lot right. Let's be but honest. They don't want the order either. If, if, they don't want the order. If either. Barcelona, if Barcelona are, are in this situation, then Real Madrid has to be in a similar because remember they've had the training ground bought five times by the county council. Of course. Um, of course. And I love the fact that in Spain it's a county council as well. It's it's great, isn't it? It's very Irish, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. and then and then you look at yeah, let it go, like they keep buying Morata. So you're not telling me there's nothing dodgy yeah. going on there. How old is he now? 31. 160, 160 million in agent fees, yeah. 160 million now of his mouse. Jesus Christ, it's not bad going, is it? Phil, I think uh, Mohammed uh, Jogi makes a good point. Um, you know, they're an institution of world football. The best memories we have 
um, European football involves Barca, like shit leadership for the last few few years. That's it. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Like, I would no, I, I disagree with Mohammed. I'll tell you why, Andy, because this has been going on the diff- for for decades. The difference is there's nothing like there was nothing before like the scrutiny that football is under than what it is decades. now. Decades and everything. Decades. Well, I mean, these clubs have elections and presidents for a reason. Yeah, this has been going on for a long time, man. A long time. Yeah, but it, it it does seem like the you know the level of cheating that's being brought up you know is is being sort of in recent years and, and like even if you go back to you know how how they got players off us you know like Mascherano down and Tills and and Coutinho as well like they've hurt us as a fan base but we've definitely enjoyed some good games against them and I think we've all got unbelievable memories of you know the Ronaldinho teams and the the original Ronaldo and that um and that that great team that took United apart um mm. I'd I'd hate to see them go to the wall personally um you want to see people that have brought the situation about being held to account but the club and the fans you know it it probably doesn't deserve that. No sympathy for the fans. These are fans that in their droves will, will, for example, on the presentation last night, Sunday night, yeah, last night, presentation of the players, they openly boo the players that, you know, they don't rate. And like someone like Braithwaite, who I'm not saying he's good enough to play at that yeah. level, but he's there and he was signed when they didn't have, they couldn't make signings. And they, and they, the and they stitched Levante like, up when they signed them. Yeah, I've but been that, there several times. Yeah. I've been to the new camp. And they will. They, they when Messi was there, they get on to everybody but Messi. Oh, the name it wrong. Yeah. It's, it's the it's the Spotify camp now. Yeah, yeah. look, P or no, maybe it's no, a cultural. No, it's a cultural Cindy. thing, you know. They've always uh, waved out the white flags and all. If they if they've started to dislike a player, you know, it it's it's not what I'd like to see Liverpool fans doing. But you know, that's their culture, and that's kind of the way they've always behaved. Um, ah, look. Jesus, I, I mean, I'd hate to see that happen to them. Now, look, I, I listened. Graham Hunter was on radio over this this side. I listened to him, and he was actually blasting the English media for the the portrayal of the story over here because they were saying, "Listen, people are saying Barcelona no money." He says they have money. He says now the way they're getting it, you might like it, or you might agree with it, or you might think it's morally wrong to sell your TV ten percent or fifty percent, futures, futures, future yeah. few of your of your TV rights. Marissa Studios, X, Y, and Z, but he says, stop saying that they've no money. He says, they have money. Now, mm. this is obviously before this story broke today where they imaginarily came up with 100 million or 150 mm. million uh, to go in with 6th Street and to do with our, to do with selling their TV rights and now they're after getting hit with a tax bill because the Spanish government are saying it's well, a they, Yeah, they tried, to claim, they tried to claim that it was new yeah. income, which, which means it yeah, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't qualify to be taxed until 2023. We're taxed yeah. a full year in, in, in arrears here, uh, whereas you're taxed on the money every month. Yeah. So, and you know, the Spanish he, government are like, no, that's your own money, you've yeah. paid the tax for now. So Good that's enough. what he was saying. He was saying, listen, they have money. How are I getting it? You mightn't agree with it like that, but like Andy went back to it, like mismanagement. There's a there's actually a book being written recently about how it's all gone tits up a bar. So I can't remember the author, but I heard him telling a story about them negotiating for them. Billy, they met the previous president. I can't think of his name, Pete, the fella who uh, they he they were going into negotiating Monaco. It actually was, and they said, right, listen, we're going to seventy millions at price, and that's it. 
Yeah. They rocked into the room. Dortmund fellas shook their hands, stood up off the Bart bench. Mayo, maybe, was it? We've, yeah, it was Mayo. We've a plane to catch. We have to go. It's price is 108 million. Take it or leave it. And the boys shook hands and, and took it. Now, said, <laughs> you're running a football club like that. Uh, but Dortmund basically just took them to the cleaners. Sorry, Pete, let me bring that right back to where we started from, right? Because that's exactly when people are screaming for a new midfielder for Liverpool, they want us to do. Look at the end result. You do it. Chaos. This is where you end up eventually. It's the Leeds, it's the Leeds situation. And and the, I know what you're saying about that, that. Those memories of those Ronaldinho teams, the Ronaldo teams, all those teams, that they'll still be there. They will still yeah. exist. If they go to the wall, honestly, if they go bankrupt or, or liquidated or whatever P- it is. PK's taken to... under our pay cut, just released there. PK's taken under our pay cut. Well, you wouldn't believe what they're trying to do to him. They'll be paying him when he's 60. You wouldn't believe but what they're trying to do this, this goes back to the point. If they go, then without having to completely implement fair play or anything in UEFA, at least there seems to be a impact a result right you look at the smaller teams the berries of the world all these smaller teams that are allowed go because they just aren't big enough in the in world football you take one of the biggest teams in world football and liquidate them there is a wake-up call for every single other club that wants to be a big club or emulates to be a big club Bayern operate within their structure. We're operating within our structure. Whether the fans like it or not, we're operating within the structure which will ensure we don't end up where Barcelona is. We were close to it. This is the thing. Yeah. We were close to this, right? We could have gone. It's unlikely it would have happened, let's be honest about it, but we could have gone. They're at the they're at the door. They're at the door. They're knocking on the door of annihilation. And at some stage, a big team is going to go. And in my view, if you're going to go, take care, one, let one of the biggest, biggest go, and then we'll see yeah. what happens. Well, you're right, Phil, in one thing. Barcelona, over the last six years, have tied all of their major players down to huge contracts. Huge, like, the likes of PK, uh, Busquets, all of them were given massive, massive deals to, to maintain. And now they're screwed, basically. <laughs> phenomenal Rob that's literally the hour you're on the timer there's like there's an alarm clock inside there and the the frying pan's going to be out now in a minute you're going to get backed over the head (laughs) it's going to look look like something in fairness I think she she hit snails at 10 o'clock she gave him she gave him three more minutes fairness Um, anything else, lads? Since we're gonna and then we wrap it up. Um, nope. Uh, look, Andy, Thiago was out for six weeks. My, my <sighs> loser, the, my loser of the week was uh, Liverpool. Really, just the way everything mm. unfolded on uh, Saturday. Poor performance from really everybody. Where Nunes thought Elliot was good and he came on. Oh, the, the injury to Thiago. <sighs> it's just. I, I, Shane, that's a hot cake. You're, no, you're in the no. hot cake. Well, look, 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 you look, are. You're, you're, you're asking me to give you a loser for the weekend. I gave you one. I says, we're in a season. We're, we're in the game now. Possibly... 92 points doesn't win your league now. How can and... you possibly put us into the loser of the week when you have United beaten by Brighton against a team that's Fair played enough. a tree box tree? This is a new formation that I found out today where they've removed the middle number of the players and just put in a box. Tree box tree is the latest thing. We've got Everton 
getting beaten easy. at home. I actually, I read that on that way, was it? Yeah, but we've, got, we've we've everything getting beaten at home, and then they've gone and signed Connor Cody, who's a massive red. That's going to go down. That's like when Rafa signed as the manager, right? Connor Cody now make him the captain and everything of of, of what's going uh, on. I do, I do, I do, I do, Here, that's not the real Gav Doyle. That's that cork dope, isn't it? Ew. <laughs> That's pretending to be Gav saying Andy's my loser of the week, isn't it? I haven't ah. seen him all. <laughs> Look at that picture. <laughs> Looks lovely, doesn't he? he must, that it's your man who will love, hey. That's not Gav. It's Ado. It's Ado. That's after that one. That's a, that's a fucking nightmare. That's a nightmare. I'm, listen, listen. I reckon, I, I, honest to God now, I'm... I'm, I'm I can't. I can't be having the Liverpool as loser of the week. I thought we showed great resolve and. Uh, hey, listen, there's a, a point more than we deserved. I thought. <laughs> yeah, and do you know what? Do you know what, Davo? Honest to God, I think if we don't concede the penalty as quickly as we do mm. after we scored the, yeah. the equaliser, we win that game two or three one. Yeah. And not and, yeah. and we both thought now. Well, we started off shite, but didn't we feel finished yeah. strongly as it was? Yeah. It's really tough when you go one goal down. But we yeah. that was the fifth game where we've gone one goal down at the start. Fifth game in a row, fifth league game in a row where we went one goal behind against mm. the opposing team. The team needs. It's one thing Klopp needs to figure out is how to get them going faster. Right? How did it come out with the traps? Because we haven't done that for a while. Cheers, Ado. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but right. So then you've got that. But like, lads, come on, United. That's a mess. That's an absolute mess. I had them, Andy. When we were doing our predictions during the week, I had them as the surprise team. And but my God, that that runs deep. That's that's a that's a shift fest. I thought they'd solved out their structure around it, but your man poor old Ten Cat, he's gone. He's not going to like. He's he's he's, he's there's, there's going to be a dead well, cat there. Eric, after a Eric months. ten months. That's all he'll have. Yeah. How could you think that they had anything sorted out when they they've given the manager absolutely no control over anything? Nothing. But he wrote uh, he wrote lovely rules though. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, 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 I knew I knew there was a sniff of Hodgson about when he came in and he, how can he you is, change how can you change the fella Hodgson. for fucking 12 weeks when he's after saying he doesn't want to come to you because he doesn't Eric want to Hodge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. honestly it's just so it, it's just so like us you know what I mean when we when we torn crap like it was Change of direction, but, but after change of manager, change of direction, buy different players, try this, try that, buy a big player, buy a bit off, like develop youth. There's no, it's completely rudders. I did, I did, I did see a United fan saying they were at that Ricky Lambert to Liverpool moment here, so in that out Yeah, yeah. So they actually are because they're thinking, oh, sure, look, what we've tried Cavani, he knows the Premier League. we tried Falco, as someone mm. said to me earlier, they think Cavani is Cal- Falco. It's just like it's just a region. But now they're saying, all right, um, so like those, yeah, okay, just get an out an outfish. That might be, yeah, he might. Ah, it's just it reminds me so much. You know, you you had hope, like you you thought the identity was back. You thought there was a little, you know, glimmer of hope in preseason. Martial banging in goals, and as soon as you start hearing the thought, oh, Martial, yeah, he, I think he could come good like 10 years later. You know, it's exactly. it's um, it's mad, like how you know, we wrote this book yeah. for, for yeah. 30 yeah. years. You know, Andy, you know what's done it for me they, when they filmed the drills, you know, the Brickfield Park drills at the beginning of pre season, incredible, yeah, incredible. 
Brilliant. I, I'd say there was somebody mentioned Aston Villa there as well. As it loses, but like if anyone watched Aston Villa from about February onwards last last year, like this is like Gerard's on borrowed time. It's not going to work. You look at who they signed. It's not happening. Right? And as much as it, there's a, there was a dream there and the whole lot. Had there been another ten games left in that season, I would have backed Villa to go down based on the form that they had. Right, to get, because they had a good run at the Christmas time when he comes in, but from February onwards they were dropping like a lead balloon. Right, and this following on to this season, if they stay up, it'll be by the skin of their teeth. It's only because there's there's worse teams in the league as opposed to them being any use. And it wouldn't surprise me if if, if Gerard doesn't get past the the World Cup break. Honestly, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. Well, at least um, then that means he never managed Usfield, which would be a bonus. Don't you, you worry about that? Yeah. Would you not? Don't you worry about that, Davo? There'll still be teams. There's still people out there that want Rafa to give Rafa a chance, right? They'd, they'd ha- willingly have Rafa in tomorrow because Rafa with money, he he gets sorted. There's only one man to take over Liverpool at that club. Linders. Yeah. And, and that's like I know. It's 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 fantasy stuff, but I'd like to see Liverpool build a dynasty now where you kind of know who's coming in after. And the fella has the exact same values as Klopp, you know, and a bit of ex- the experience he's getting. I know when he went out on his own, it didn't work out too well. But, um, I mean, the, oh, I it couldn't be a more know. perfect... Do you think, think that, he's just a good number two? Do you think he's think just he's good just at... A, I, think he's a, I think he's a brilliant coach, a league coach. It's very, very different being in the main seat as he found out. And I wouldn't like us to get into I think you mentioned there, like we wrote the book of this over the last two years. The problem there was we kept harking back to the boot room and we wanted to go back to when Shankly the stays and all were there. And listen, but, but that would be that stinks of a bit of that. You know, no, me. but you know, but but that's the mistake. I think we, we should be gone for best of, I, I think we should be going for best in class, as Shawnee does normally say. It, like if Klopp is if, 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 the best if, fucking fella out there yeah. trying if, if, if you, if, it worked, it worked if you want if you want the lesson for years Davo nah yeah, well, it, was, it was Guardiola like he's, I think he's probably after going on a proven himself as one of the best managers well I now feel as like him but one of the, one of the best managers Muppet. ever no, but every every, um, every manager they they, um, they they took was like from within wasn't it for a long time no, they didn't. Um, they, they went. They they, they had a oh, couple of Van Gaal and yeah, they, yeah. They they yeah. after Guardiola goes, didn't they bring in the guy who was running one of the Basque teams? Villanova. fell passed away. They, they brought him in, yeah. yeah. And then they've also what Messi wanted Tata Martino, didn't he? The Argentinian fella. Yeah. yeah, and then they had him as well. Yeah, and then they brought Luis Enrique back. Do you remember he was at mm-hmm. Roma and they brought him yeah. back from Roma? And then they also they did well brought, with him. Yeah. Then they had Ronald Koeman. I think Frank, Frank Rijkaard was very unlucky there. Frank Rijkaard was excellent. The, I mean, Frank Rijkaard was the one that gave Messi his debut. He's the one that Ronaldinho played for. For me, Frank Rijkaard the European was the, the real deal. To be fair, look, I, I think, I think if it's, it's, it's hard to know. I think you've got to find the next manager. I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but like, you know the way. Klopp, if, if you look around, there's some managers around Europe who are starting now on their journey who will be the top managers, the, the top managers in the world in five to seven years' time, right? And if the club Brilliant are doing this, why? Yeah, if the club are doing this, <laughs> why isn't it? Right? Super coach, that guy. Mm, yeah, I, I don't. Dis- I actually don't disagree with you, but it's a very different thing between coaching yeah. with the pressure to win 
and coaching with the pressure to win on a reduced budget. Like the one thing that Klopp, Klopp had the perfect apprenticeship in Dortmund where they aren't the top team. They're the second top team or one of the top teams in Germany with a strong budget. That's perfect for going to Liverpool because he goes there, he's not playing in the bargain basement and he's able to show that his coaching and his managerialship is able to get more than the sum of the parts out of the team. We can get loads of you get loads of managers. Look at Rogers; he gets the points out of the squad that was there. Just don't let him buy players. Look what's happened at Leicester; he's been allowed mm. buy players, and it's all over the shop again. Right? You mm. know, the, I I think somebody's mentioned Nagelsmann. Now stop thinking now. You got to mm. think of who who mm. is the man in five to seven years' time because that's what we're looking at. Linders. Well, I mean, if you look at the amount of people who'll be th- thinking now when Klopp steps down, who better to maybe take off Liverpool than Linders? What about James Milner? No idea. He's not no idea. Coach, I feel. No idea. <laughs> but he's still be playing. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's the top red of me. I just want to see this kind of phase lasting longer you know, than beyond um the the few more years we have left the club. That all the systems are in place, you know, the ingredients are there. Um you know, it just it just seems like an easy transition into a Pep Linders Liverpool. Who knows? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um for me it's like it's a way more attractive proposition than Gerard coming back and uh, the media will it will be a killer and I'd, I'd never li- like to see his um you know legacy the status his legacy destroyed. Um, like Sionis as was. Yeah. Took him a long, long time to you that's, know that's a great show from that's a great show from Bonkers. I tell you one who's who's up and coming. Alonso seems to be one of these guys who's gone to make the transition from being a very good player to a very good manager. He seems to have again, it's that it's that manager who who didn't wasn't necessarily so he's he's incredibly talented. I'm not gonna say he wasn't incredibly talented, but the way he played the game was to read what was going on and react to what was going on. You could see Thiago having that same mindset, the same way Xavi seems to have the same mindset as a manager. I know he's in the basket case that's Barcelona, but look at the way they're playing. Look at the way he has them playing. They it's see the game ball. and and they're aware of what's going on, so it's it's much more natural for them to progress into the management leadership. I, anyway, I think you come. <laughs> come on, Andy, I'll let you. No, I think I think last, these guys like the Alonso, they, they come across as uh, very intelligent fellas. You know, yep. they have a lot more to offer um, football than just what they can do on the pitch. Like no disrespect from Gerard, but a lot of it was just his his uh, his goal, his attitude. Like it's obviously his talent on the pitch. But I, I don't think he's a decision maker. You know what I mean? I think I think we ran into trouble at, at times with him and Carragher wanted to bring in. It was a Corbusley or something. Who did he want to bring in at one stage? Corbusley loved Hodgson when they came in initially. Yeah. He wanted to bring in all the lads. Uh, Adam yeah. Pardew. And you just you just <laughs> you just think uh, you think Alonso just has that cuteness about him that um. He, he, he'd be just a better planner, a better decision maker. Yeah, you never know. Mm. Right, lads. You know that um, lovely story. I know. It was it was lovely having us all on tonight. I have to say, right, it's it's, it's fantastic to, to have four on instead of three and not Gav putting on his thing. And say, You're in showbiz, baby, um, for, to stop the topic. And we've no clocks tonight, so uh, we're able to have a bit mm-hmm. of fun. Um, we're out on next Monday. They're doing a post-game show. Doing a post-game show afterwards. Right, because we play Monday night as opposed to to whatever it is, which is fantastic. Um, 
So and I and I'm edit, I'm I'm editing and producing all these podcasts to get them out while while Gav is away. So now uh, I can look forward to not being on a show and booking editing a show instead, which is which is fantastic time spent. Anyway, that's been the show. But before we go, um help Bobby Walk, the campaign is going on. The link is in our bio. It's in the it's on the website, it's on uh, the Instagram, it's on the Twitter, it's on the the Telegram. Like that's run by Russians. Why what is all doing on the Telegram is beyond me, right? So um and so that's that. Um but get in there if you can donate if you can do something for it that raises funds even better again i know gav said it's going really well and they're, they're working really well on it um and look long may that continue and please do whatever you can or if you know somebody you can donate please pass on the link and see what we guess i'll say that, um, I'll say that at the end of the show last week um this is this is a charity that's going to have a, a direct guaranteed effect and a change in his life just like sienna um Again, I, I spoke to Sienna's mom a couple of weeks ago, and she, she, like Sienna's doing brilliant. She's walking, she's dancing, she's making progress all the time. And 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 uh, Bobby gets this treatment. That's him as well. You know, it it's not just hope. It's this is going to happen. So do what you can, give what you can. If you can't give, share, like do the whole whole shebang, and and ever get together like they did, um, and raise the unbelievable amount of money that was raised for Sienna. Do it again. Why not? Yep. It's fantastic. Why not? You know, um, give another kid a great chance to to, to have a normal yeah. life or as close to a normal life as possible. There's nothing wrong with that. It'll make you feel better about that. This has been the form. I mean, this has been winners and losers. Uh, next week, since the show is, since we've no winners and losers show on Monday night, Andy, there's, there's talk of a Tuesday club coming back. Do you remember when we used to be the Tuesday club? We had the Red yeah. Dead Redemption stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's just a keep, an old tu- just keep moving might. us around like. You know. I'll go to Ringdell and see if we can get into the back office of the Astro Park and have a proper <laughs> podcast. That would no, that would be that would be truly fun because uh, we wouldn't even record that live. We'd have that, to. That's a bit record. like um, the the referees and their transparency, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you had to listen to the that show like ten times, and even still, stuff got out that that shouldn't nah. have got out. So yeah. And then, then there was there was so much COVID. What people don't realise is those hour long podcasts used to be four hours in record and uh, they used to be three hours edited out at the back end of it. So oh, it was like <laughs> so used to be great ones. And then and yeah, and then and then he said ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, That wasn't a quote at all, yeah. Nothing held down no. for the next ten minutes that was there. Right. Maybe shut um, down. I would be shut down at all. It wouldn't last too much longer. That has been Winners and Losers. I've been your host, Phil Casey. Thank you to my man underneath me, which is Andy Young, to the man to my, uh, this side of me in Barcelona. It is, well, it's not Barcelona. Um, it's not Loret San Mer, San Mer. It's somewhere else. Um, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to say, right, if you ever go to Barcelona and you want to meet up with Pete, he'll arrange to meet you and then he'll bail, right? So you'll find him the next time when you go over there to call it his gaff. He'll be in Andorra or some other country just to make sure that you, you, you won't have it in, right? Because um, it's not a country, Andorra isn't a country. He did the same to me. He did the same to you, Andy. I know he did the same to me. He told me he was meeting me down in Malaga. I was there for two days, just standing there where we promised to meet, and he never turned up. I had to sleep on the bench, and everything was brutal. Um, and then Shane, thanks yep. for coming in your Ragnar Clavin um, official. So, international somebody jersey. asked actually, it's a Yugoslavia Italian ID. Oh, oh where did you get that? Got it on the actually got it on the Irish website. They changed that was called Forza jerseys, but they changed their name because I think there was some copyright. 
the Gardaí called yeah. up to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what they're oh. called now. But if you probably Google forwards of jerseys, oh. you'll find selling a few jerseys there, Alan. What's going on? Selling a few. <laughs> it won't be safe. Just drop a few down That's... to the station there now and we keep you, keep you going under a new name, all right? <laughs> Know yourself. <laughs> right. Um, oh, Jesus, just show. give us a few tips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind our selling tickets. Have you not got any in double treble fucking quadruple XL? Three bars for a pound. Oh, yeah. Three bars for a pound. Remember, it was four bars for a pound, and that's yeah. inflation. You don't know, even get one bar for a pound these days. It's wow. shocking. You used to get two cans for a pound as well. Now, sorry, yeah, it's you know, use euros and times and stuff. Right. Um, well, as Red Steve says, four is a jersey's 27. That's what they've called. Yeah. Oh, great name change. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> <They> never guess. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, being a pod. That was, that was two dollars down. Four is a jersey's 27. Throwing them over the back wall. Right, yeah. that's been a misspent yeah. youth. I've been your host, Phil Casey. That's the podcast. Good night. God bless. We won't. Maybe. Maybe we'll talk to you next week. Whoever. Sports Social Podcast Network.